48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The chief executive reiterates that Hong Kong will comply with any restrictions imposed by the United Nations relating to the superyacht Nord. A secondary school in Chunwan suspends 14 students for three days for disrespecting the national anthem and flag. And a government advisor on the pandemic says the new COVID subvariant XBB.1 is likely to become the dominant strain in Hong Kong. Chief Executive John Lee has reiterated that Hong Kong will comply with any sanctions imposed by the United Nations. Ahead of his weekly Executive Council meeting, Mr Lee was asked about a superyacht berthed in the SAR that's tied to a Russian businessman who's been the target of sanctions by Western countries. In Hong Kong, we respect the rule of law and we will do anything when there is a legal basis, when it in some way is controlled by the law and the activities in some way indicates that it is not. But we will comply with any United Nations resolution on sanction because Hong Kong has the legal basis to enforce it and we will comply with United Nations sanctions. That is our, our system. That is our rule of law. We cannot do and we will not do anything that has no legal basis. Mr Lee also said he'll just laugh off any sanctions imposed on Hong Kong officials, which in his words are without justification. He was responding to a question as to whether or not he's being paid in cash, similar to former Chief Executive Carrie Lam, who has been sanctioned. The so-called sanction imposed on people in Hong Kong without justification, it is a very barbaric act and I'm not going to comment on the effect of such barbaric act because officials in Hong Kong do what is right to protect the interests of the country and the interests of Hong Kong. We'll just uh, laugh off the so-called sanctions. A secondary school in Chun Wan has punished students for disrespecting the national anthem and emblem. St Francis Xavier School says it decided to suspend 14 students for three days after they failed to show up for assembly during a flag-raising ceremony last Wednesday, adding the students had also committed disrespectful acts. Local reports say some of the students were having breakfast in the covered playground when they heard the national anthem. The Education Bureau says it's demanded a report on the incident from the school. A government advisor on the pandemic, Lao Yulung, says the new COVID subvariant XBB.1 is more likely to become the dominant strain in Hong Kong than BA.2.75.2. This comes after Hong Kong reported imported cases involving the two new COVID strains for the first time yesterday. Speaking on a radio programme, Professor Lau said XBB.1 is likely to replace the current BA.4 and BA.5 subvariants as the dominant strain. But he said this should not be too much of a concern, as immune response from T-cells is still effective against the variant. Dr Lau urged the public not to wait for the second-generation vaccine, which targets BA.4 and BA.5 strains, saying it might become outdated as new variants emerge. By the time we get the second-generation vaccine by the end of this year or early next year, the BA.4 and BA.5 subvariants will be history. It will be outdated. Experts have reached a consensus that new COVID strains will definitely emerge and replace the current BA.4 and BA.5 variants. So by the time the vaccine is available and it's proved to be safe, it will basically have lost its edge. 
The High Court has issued an interim relief order over the invalidation of some 20,000 COVID vaccination exemption certificates until it hears the legal challenge over the matter next week. Violet Wong has more. The application for the judicial review was filed by Kwok Chakin, who said the government should not nullify the vaccination exemption certificates before they were found to have been issued improperly by seven doctors. Government lawyers representing the Secretary for Health, Lo Chong Mao, meanwhile said he had imposed the invalidation that would ban holders of the certificates from entering restaurants and other premises to protect public health. They also said affected people could consult another doctor to obtain a new exemption certificate and can even see a government doctor for free on this particular occasion. Justice Russell Coleman granted an interim relief over the invalidation, which was supposed to take effect from tomorrow. He said a major reason is because the hearing will be held shortly on Thursday next week. Turning overseas, President Biden has promised to provide Kyiv with advanced air defence systems after the worst Russian attack on Ukrainian cities for months. His comments come after Russia launched more than 80 missiles at sites across Ukraine yesterday, killing at least 14 people. In his nightly address, President Volodymyr Zelensky said Russia would not suppress the will of the Ukrainian people. Ukraine cannot be intimidated. We're united even more. We're convinced even more that terrorists must be neutralized. The Russian army carried out these strikes during the morning rush hour on purpose. This is a typical terrorist tactic. President Putin has attempted to justify the strikes as revenge for an attack on a key bridge over the weekend. He said Saturday's explosion on the crossing between Russia and occupied Crimea could not go unanswered, and the Russian missiles had targeted energy, military and communications facilities. By its action, the Kiev regime has de facto aligned itself with international terrorist formations, with most heinous groups. To leave such crimes with no response is just not possible anymore. A massive strike was carried out with high-precision long-range weapons from air, sea and land. Poland has advised its citizens to leave neighbouring Belarus as tensions between the two countries increase. The Belarusian president, Alexander Lukashenko, said Poland and other countries are training people to conduct terrorist attacks on the country. The BBC's Adam Easton reports. Poland is a staunch supporter of Ukraine. It is one of the biggest donors of military equipment to Kiev and has given temporary shelter to more than a million Ukrainian refugees. But even before Russia's invasion, relations between Poland and Belarus were dire. Prominent leaders of the Polish community in Belarus have been imprisoned and several Polish military cemeteries in the country have been destroyed. Last year, Warsaw accused Belarus and Russia of creating a migrant crisis on the Polish border. The president of Los Angeles City Council has resigned after a recording emerged of her making racist comments. Nuri Martinez, who is Latina, has apologised. The BBC's Jessica McCallan has the details. In leaked audio clips from a meeting last year, Nuri Martinez was heard describing a colleague's two-year-old black son as a little monkey. The Democratic politician also made disparaging remarks about Mexicans and an L.A. district attorney who she said was with the blacks. 
Two other Democratic members of the Council, Gil Cedillo and Kevin de Leon, were present during the conversation. There have also been calls for them to resign. Although she stepped down as president, Martinez continues to represent Los Angeles' 6th district. Angry locals have demonstrated outside her home, playing the recording over a loudspeaker following its publication. The bosses of Airbus and Air France have been greeted with cries of shame at the opening of a long-awaited trial in Paris connected with a deadly plane crash off Brazil. Some of the relatives of the 228 victims of the crash more than a decade ago described the condolences offered by the chief executives as too little, too late. The two firms deny involuntary manslaughter in connection with the loss of the Air France A330 on its way from Rio de Janeiro to Paris. Corinne Soulas is the mother of one of those who died. We were expecting this trial, but 13 years have passed and things are getting weaker. But finally, justice is coming today. We hope in any case that justice will be done. That is to say that Air France and Airbus are recognized as criminally responsible and above all that air safety is reinforced so this does not happen again. The government of Venezuela says the death toll from torrential rains in the town of Las Tejerias has risen to at least 36. The Interior and Justice Minister Remigio Ceballos said at least 56 other people are missing and rescue efforts are continuing. We have deployed more than 3,000 people at the moment. We've increased our workforce, our police and civil protection, armed forces and 300 volunteers. Firefighters are also working day and night. The Mexican government has filed another lawsuit against U.S. companies it claims are responsible for the flow of illegal weapons into Mexico. A similar lawsuit was dismissed by a U.S. judge a little over a week ago. The BBC's Will Grant has this report. The Mexican government accuses gun dealers and manufacturers of specifically targeting an illegal market and facilitating the flow of weapons south into Mexico. Supporters of these legal actions by the Mexican government say they highlight a situation which has seen the country flooded with guns from the United States, many which reached the country through illegal straw purchasers who then passed them on to traffickers. Critics, however, say the Mexican government was well aware that winning such lawsuits in the US is almost impossible under the current law and so amounted to little more than a PR campaign. In finance news, local shares have dipped below 17,000 points again as recession fears and an escalation in the Ukraine war weighed on the market. The Hang Seng Index slid nearly 350 points at one stage before lunch, ending the morning session down 268 points or 1.6% at 16,948. Tech and mainland property stocks led the declines. The Hang Seng Tech Index plunged 3% as COVID concerns and chip export curbs stoked market jitters. To sports, where the Red Bull Formula One team that includes two-time world champion Max Verstappen has exceeded the budget cap for the 2021 season. Motorsports governing body, the FIA, considered the offence to be a minor violation and added that any punishment would be decided at a later date. Aston Martin was also found guilty of breaching financial rules. The BBC's Andrew Benson has more. They've described the offence as minor. There are two categories of breach, minor and material. Minor means less than 5% of the cap, which is $7.25 million on the exchange rates that they use. The FAA haven't said what penalty they're going to give 
or um, in what way Red Bull have breached the cap. This was about the 2021 budget cap, that's last season. People will remember that Max Verstappen, the Red Bull driver, very narrowly beat Lewis Hamilton at the end of that season in a controversial finale in Abu Dhabi. Um, so any penalty that's applied to sporting can only apply to last season. It's not expected that uh, Verstappen will lose the championship as a result of this. Other penalties could include a reprimand, which is basically just a slap on the wrist, or potentially a reduction in their budget cap in future seasons, or a reduction in the amount of aerodynamic or other kinds of testing that they can do. Two-time major champion Dustin Johnson has picked up a bonus of 18 million US dollars after being announced as the winner of the inaugural Live Golf Invitational Series. Johnson's 16th place finish in Bangkok at the weekend gave him an insurmountable 42-point lead in the standings. Of the six events so far, he's won one and finished top ten in the other five. Johnson has gained 30 million US dollars from Live Golf this year, with two events remaining. He earned 75 million in 15 years on the PGA Tour. Spanish football club Atletico Madrid have reached a deal with Barcelona to sign forward Antoine Griezmann on a permanent transfer that frees the French forward to play more minutes. Barcelona say Atletico paid 19 million US dollars up front for the 31-year-old, less than half the amount they were due to pay had Griezmann played a set number of minutes. It explains why Diego Simeone has been using him regularly as a substitute. In his previous spell with Atletico, Griezmann scored 144 goals in 304 games, making him the fourth highest goalscorer in club history. Samra Hunter from La Liga TV says the deal is a major boost for an Atletico team that's been struggling this season. I think Simeone will be very happy to have Antoine Griezmann now fully at his disposal to use whenever he wants, whether it's from the start, whether it's off the bench. But now he knows he doesn't have to break out the calculator and determine how many minutes he can give him in a game, <laughs> which is fantastic news because, like I said, he's been so pivotal so far this season. He's been scoring goals when they've needed him to. He's been providing assists when they've needed him to, especially when everybody else, as you rightly say, has been off the pace. They haven't been playing particularly well. The English Premier League match between strugglers Nottingham Forest and Aston Villa has ended in a one-all draw at the City Ground. The result lifted Forest off the bottom of the table and ended a five-game losing streak. The Spanish league's bottom side Elche earned a one-all draw with Mallorca. It was Elche's second point of the season after eight games. In Italy, Lazio climbed into the top three of Serie A, three points off the top after beating Fiorentina 4-0 for their fourth straight win. To the weather forecast, it's going to be fine and very dry this afternoon with moderate to fresh north to northeasterly winds. The outlook, fine and very dry again tomorrow and remaining cooler in the mornings and at night time. Cloudier on Thursday, but temperatures will creep up towards the weekend. Currently the observatory, it's 27 degrees Celsius, humidity just 42% and please be advised the red fire danger warning is currently in force. To end the news, a reminder of our top story once again. The chief executive reiterates that Hong Kong will comply with any sanctions imposed by the United Nations relating to the superyacht Nord. And that's the news from RTHK. On your radio and live online, this is The Brew Till Two. Trouble, blood is in the rocky waters. Out of way your sons and daughters, eat you alive. Levels, better put your head on swivels. Dancing with the very devil, butter tonight. You think you're better than them, better than them. You think they're really your friends, really your friends. 
them see your struggles hiding your tears. Crisis, take advantage of your niceness. Cut you up in even slices. Pray on your feet. You think you're better than them, better than them. You think they're really your friends, really your friends. But when it comes to the end, to the end, you're just the same as them, same as them. I wonder if my day is coming Blame it on the entropy My blood is pumping I can see the end is right in front of me Don't take it from me I could be everything Everything Sharks. Yeah. On Radio 3. Well, in about five minutes from now, we're going to catch up with Dr. Merrin Pierce, live from New Zealand. Today, Decos, Decos, Geckos are going to get the treatment as Merrin's going to be with Dr. Pauline Dufour from Hong Kong University to talk about toke geckos and stuff with some amazing photos, as always. It's all about how the pet and medicine trades are impacting these guys' existence. If you want to see the pictures, join us on Facebook Live. As always, the Brewers app page. 